Good morning. Uh, towards the bottom of the page there. Says the Gemara, Right, three lines from the bottom. Asuke Yenuko, Rav Nachman Osir. What is Asuke Yenuko? Yes, Two lines to the bottom. Yeah. So the Gemara says, So Rashi says, What is Asubi Yenuka? So if you take a look at Rashi, two lines to the bottom of Rashi as well. Asubi Yenuka is Lahachalik Seda Ivorov. We're talking about a child, literally to smoothen out the order of his limbs. That's literally translated. Meaning to say, When he is born, Ivorov misparkin, his limbs dislocate, right, they, they come apart, and one needs to put them in place, right, this is a shayla, it does happen, believe it or not, today as well, um, children of sons born with hips dislocated and things like that, um, and there is a shayla on Shabbos, is one allowed to do anything about it, or does one have to wait till after Shabbos, so we'll see, hopefully based on this, it is not a danger to life, before you say anything, uh, right, it is not a danger to life, um, we're not, it's not like a broken hip or anything like that. Um, so, Rav Nachman said, Osir, it's forbidden the domi le misakin. Rashi says, why? Because it's similar to being misakin. It's like fixing. And therefore, one can't do it on Shabbos. But Rav Sheshesh, sorry, whereas Rav Sheshesh, he said it was allowed. So, Omar Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman said, back into the Gemara, right? Omar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, not amin Allah. From where do I get this? Where do I get it? This time, because it's been taught in the Mishnah, in Oisin, I'll pick the reason, the Shabbos. You don't make an I'll pick the reason on Shabbos. Now, I'll pick the reason is basically, I'll the English word for it, where it makes a person vomit. Uh, whatever the English word is, there and there's a word. In. Okay, but basically, you can't do that on Shabbos. We're not talking about for reform purposes here, for remedial purposes. It's stumped. Somebody goes somewhere and it's a really good, I don't know, rife catered meal. And he thinks, oh, I just had lunch. Okay, so he decides to uh, get rid of everything he just had. And he says, you know, it wasn't worth eating that lunch. When there's this, is, so he wants to create some room. That's our pick of eating. You can't do that on Shabbos. Virav Sheshes, uh, so what, what's the question? What's, and therefore, what's Rav Nachman want from that? Well, says Rav Nachman, hold on a second. There's no, there's no issue of refor here. The person's not doing it for refor purposes. So why can't I do this on Shabbos? Okay? Now, the truth is, Later on, when this comes, this comes later on as well, this Apik Devizen, it comes on Kufmem Zayin, there you've got, it's clear from the Sukhya, Rabbi Yechon holds it's because of Rafua purposes. He says that the issue is, if a person puts his finger down his throat to make himself vomit, there's no problem. And that, that's actually the way we pass him. That is the way we pass him. But if a person does it with liquid, even though it's not actually, it's not Rafua, but we are Gozer, that a person may still come to do it with, uh, with medicines, etc. And then obviously you've got the problems with, you've got the problems with, um, uh, you're not allowed to do, not allowed to say medicine on Shabbos because of, because uh, of taking you become to grind to make our medicine. That's clear from the sugi there. But, Lamaisa, that's not what Rav Nachman is taking on. Rav Nachman says, you can't use this affective reason on Shabbos. Why? No issue of reform. You're not doing it for reform purposes. No gazera before. What's the reason? It must be because it's like being masucking. You're fixing up the, the human body. You're making it ready to be able to eat more, whatever it is. Virav Sheish says, what does Rav says? So to over here, the same thing. You see when it's domen and masucking, it's forbidden. So Virav Sheish says, and Rav Sheish says, he responds to that. He says, no, that's not a raya. We're talking about Kuf Chav Kimelon on the base now. Hosav over there, lav urche. 
It's not the normal way to do things. To start drinking to make a person vomit, that's not normal. Whereas hocha over here, urchi, it is its way, it's the normal thing to do, and therefore it's just simply like giving somebody food or drink. Are you going to say, well, you can't feed, uh, you can't feed the child on Shabbos, you know why? You're being misakin him. Right? It's being misakin. Without the food, you won't have energy, you won't, the body won't work properly. Of course you're not going to say it. that's just normal day-to-day living. So too, we, have, we view the same thing as just being mechale kevorov, that's just normal. That's okay, because of the trauma of birth, it's perfectly normal for this to happen, and therefore it's just, that's normal. That's different. My, my shaking to start throwing up, and things like that, but that's not normal. That already is different. No, so that's Rav Sheshes, that's his response to Rav Nachman. Says the Gemara, Omar Rav Sheshes, then Rav Sheshes, he said, from where do I get my position? So he said, I'll tell you. This long as we learned in the Mishnah, Machat Chaliyad, little boy Asakoitz. This is our Mishnah, in case you're wondering why is this coming to Al-Sagir, how did this get in here? Tell us this, is from our Mishnah. We said that a person can take a hand needle, not a sewing needle, to take out a splinter. Now hold on a second, isn't that being masaking? I mean, you don't want the splinter in the body, it's... So you're being masaking. But at least it's like being masaking, you see, we don't worry. So, so to over here, the same thing with being machalik kevoro, to machalik kevoro, I should say, not split, machalik to smoothen his, the, the child's lips. So, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, he responds that he says, no, hosom over there, pocket. That means to say the splinter is not machubalakov. It's simply just lodged in under the skin. So, removing it, you're not actually doing anything to the body per se. What are you doing to the body? You're not touching the body. You're just removing something, a foreign article. That's not being mistaken in the body. You haven't done anything to the body. Mashenkin, hocha over here, low pocket. The disjointed, dislocated limb, it's not shut, it's just a, it's a foreign body, it's just lodged there. No, that's part of the body. You're actually putting the socket back in, the, the ball back into its socket. Whatever you're doing, that's already his domain to being mistaken. This is what, this is what Rashi tells us. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's that's explained by Rashi. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, the top of the page there, says, Apictivizen. What's this? Apictivizen is lahoki. It's something to make a person vomit. You can't take that on Shabbos. What, what is it? It says, Rashi, Shosem Mashkim Umeki. A person drinks this liquid and it makes him vomit. But only a He's not doing it for a four purposes. Elo lahorik esmeo, rather, to empty out his intestines, to empty out the stomach. That today he'll be able to eat and drink plenty. As we say later on in Perechovis. The other guy did a goal to Bob Mishum Shrika Samuan, and even though they weren't, they're not Gozer on this, they don't make a decree on it because you may come to uh, grind up uh, you know, medicine. So Alavli Rafua, he, because he's not doing it for Rafua purposes, nonetheless, it is also Mishum the Mesakin Gavro because you are being Mesakin the human being. So, so too over here says Rav Sheshes. Says Rav Nachman, sorry, Rav Nachman, same thing. When you do the child, you're being misucking the human being. So to that, Rav Shesha said, no, there's a big difference. To start making this up, Iktivizin is not normal. Most people don't do that. Whereas, Hoch, over here, Urche, it's normal. It's like giving him to eat or drink, and it's not being misucking. I mean, even though it is giving him energy, that does, that's not going to be misucking. Then Rav Sheishas, he presents his side. He says, well, we've learned in our Mishnah that you can move the 
the needle on Shabbos in order to take out a splinter. Little boy is hakur. It says Rashi almost you see tikkuni gavro uh, being masakin the human being b'midi delavle refuah with something which is not for refuah purposes. Where there's no problem, therefore, that you may come to grind up medicine, shori is permitted. Right? So to that we said, Rav Nachman said, no, it's different. Because over there, pocket, there, this thorn, is not joined to the body. It is just lodged there. It is deposited and placed there, literally. But it's also, and therefore taking out, you're not being sucking the body. Right? If I take something, if you're holding something in your hand, uh, let's say you're holding a, a, a hot, a hot cup, and you're seeing you're saying, <coughs> you know, it's really hot. So I take it out of your hand. Is that being masakin? The goof is not being masakin it. Whereas hot over here, loy pocket. It's not pocket. It's not just deposited there, right? The fact that, well, it's dislocated. You're going to say, well, the bone is just deposited there. No, you're putting it back into its joint. Medomidim and Therefore, it's much more similar to an actual malacha. Shemesadunli is organizing the limbs and putting them back into the place where they should be joined. That is the sugya as explained by Rashi. And I say as explained by Rashi because, well, there is the way Rashi explains it, but it's far from simple. It seems like a very straightforward sugya, um, but believe me, far, far, far from simple. Let's see what we can begin to make of it. Um, and that is starting with the following. Let's take a look at Tesis. Asuve Yenukah. Says Tosfos, Asuve Yenuka, love. Yeah, the bottom of Kuf Kuf Chaf Gimel Amadalif. Back to the Amadalif. Yeah, bottom Tosfos on the page. Because Asuve Yenuka, love Hainu Lipufe Yenuka. For those who may remember, we did have this before. Lipufe Yenuka, right? Some eighty blocks or so earlier, we did discuss about Lipufe Yenuka, which is swaddling the child. Um, Deshori, and that is permitted. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not Asuve Yenoka. Lepufe Yenoka and Asuve Yenoka are two different things. Um, it's not that Lepufe Yenoka, but Deshori, but Peret Bamer Isha, that we allowed in Peret Bamer Isha. Urukamam, Sayyid Chavis, and later on, some 25 blocks later from here, and others from this point onwards. Dahainu Shekorchin Osoi Bibagodim, because that's talking about you take the child and you wrap him in clothes, the Koshrim Bachagera Rechav, and you tie the clothes with a wide band. And the idea is that the child's limbs will naturally just go back into their joints. Maybe as the child moves, ar- the, the child moves around a little bit, they will just, because he's got less room to move, something like that, they will naturally go back into their joints. That's not what we're talking about over here. That is permitted according to everyone. And so too Rashi explains at the end of Perik Mephanim, then to the 18th parak, Rashi says over there, at this very point, in order that you shouldn't have a difficulty of Rav Nachman on Rav Nachman. Because he allows over there the lipuf. And over here, Osar Asuve. Rav Nachman is the one who says, you can't do the Asuve. So Rashi says, hold on, what's going on? Must be, they're two different things. This is talking about over here, Asuve Yenok is where you do it with your hands. You take the limb and you put it back into its joint. That you can't do. That's the minimum says from Nachman. Whereas there, we're talking about you just simply wrap the child up and put a band around and it happens on its own. That's perfectly all right, even according to Rav Nachman. But hold this now Perak Chovis. That which we learn uh, in Perak Chovis, there's a mission there which, amongst other things, says, We cannot be ma'at save the child. And that refers to putting back um, 
the I, I believe it's actually the ribs and things like that into into their joint. Okay, um, you're not allowed to do that uh, for a cotton on child uh, a cotton on Shabbos. So porich lahosam. We the Gemara asked that question over there. Hold on a second. Why can't you do that? What's the difference between that and lipuf? And ahi that is a steer to the case of lipuf. And we establish it, that's talking about, as we said, the joints of the, of the spine. The mechsi kabayna, because that looks like bayna, understandably, right? You're building them back in. So, whereas little figamara says it's not a problem. Okay, so Rashi is just fitting in the different things we've got. You've got the lepufa yanuka, that's where you just wrap the child. That's allowed according to everyone. Asuve yanuka is what we're talking about here. You simply, with your hands, you put it all back in. And that is a machlokas of Nachman and Rav Sheshas. And then you've got a Mishnah later on with the Ma'atzvin Asakotzon, which uh, is a Mephorish in the Mishnah you're not allowed to do. That's putting the joints back into the, into the spine. Um, that is forbidden. I mean, it's Mechsi Kabayna. Same, same sort of idea. Now, Tosa has just finished off. We, we've got a problem though now. Because there's a difficulty. To my where does Rav Nachman get his shetah from? You can't do this Asuve Yenokon Shabbos. He says, well, I'll tell you where I get it from. It's the Mishnah which says you can't make this apiktivizin on Shabbos to make a person vomit. Yeah? Shirtekuni gavu. Why can't you do that? Must be, because you're being misakin the human being. Right? Because obviously he's too full or whatever. So you're being misakin the human being. That must be the problem. It's not because there are four, as Rashi says. Can the perish as Rashi explains? Why would you bring from there? In that very mission, just continue on a little bit. And it's got the halacha there of Well, that's pretty much what we're talking about, isn't it? That would have been a much better riot. And in fact, so much so, Rav Sheshis would have probably a much more difficult time answering that one. Right? It should have brought, the, his source should have been from the safe of that Mishnah. That you can't be ma'atzev the koton. That's also being masaking the, the, the child. It's much more similar. Because it's all to do with a child. To do with the very Indian of this Asuvator. So, you're absolutely right. That's exactly, that's where we bring it from. The knockout ratio, just we, we mentioned in the beginning, and because obviously we're talking about, we're talking to people there who obviously know their Mishnahis. So if you say, they all know what you're talking about, right? It's like people say, they've, if you used to sit in and watch um, Rebchaim uh, Kanievsky having a conversation with his father-in-law, Nahadil in Chaim, Chaim Yashiv, right? So Rebbe Yashiv would say something, he would say something and Rebchaim would say, yeah, but Shabbos Kuf Chaf Gimel. And Rebbe Yashiv would say, yeah, Pnei Yeshua, Chulin Daf Chaf. Reb Chaim would then respond, he says, yeah, but Marashah in Pechari is Dafchah from the base. Uh, and it went back and forth like this. And there's no exaggeration, that's the way they, they used to have their conversations. Right? Reb Chaim Kenevsky's son says, he followed the beginning of it, he says, as it progressed, he began to lose them. Right? So, so to me, you quote the mission, Enes in Apiktaviz, and of course everyone knows what you mean. It's not Enes in Apiktaviz, it's the end of the mission, of course that's where I'm bringing it from. Yeah? For knockout Risha, Enes in Apiktaviz, Vechulu. It should really say Vechulu, Adain Ma'atzin. Right? And if you look at Rubik Kibegi, it gives you a whole list of other places in Shas, Kedarko, where you find this sort of idea, where Tosa says, yeah, even though it's quoting 
that part, it doesn't really mean that part of the Mishnah, it really means the end of the Mishnah. Okay? The problem is that that's not what Rashi says. We read Rashi together, and we saw that Rashi didn't even make one reference to the part of the Mishnah about Ema Atzvin. Rashi clearly learns that the source of Rav Nachman is from Enos in Apiktivism. To the extent that Rashi goes to the trouble of explaining what's the Raya of Enos in Apiktivism, well, because it can't be because of Rafua purposes, because he's not doing it for Rafua purposes. He's doing it because he wants to have more room for Enoch Shabbos. Right? So, that can't be this issue. Rather, it must be because of Misak in Gavra. So clearly, Rashi learns that's the source. It's not because of Ema Atzvin. So in which case, we've got problem number one on Rashi, which is, good question, why don't you bring the source from Eimah Tzivin? Now, I haven't seen anyone answer this question. To be honest, I haven't even seen anyone ask the question, but I think it's pretty <coughs> self-apparent from Rashi. You can see Rashi doesn't agree with the Rabbeinu Tzivin. Yeah? I must tell you so much so, th- this problem that Toshis raises is in many ways what sparks off the Rabbeinu Hanan to learn the Sukkot completely differently. But as a general come to that, because Rabbeinu Hanan is more than one way of explaining the Rabbeinu Hanan, so let's wait, let's just take things slowly. What's, what's going on over here? That's problem number one. But the emesis, there's a much, much, much bigger problem, um, which, I must say, I gave up at, when it was getting on for 3.30, or whatever it was this morning, I decided I'll leave the problem. I found Rabbi Kivega asked the question, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to put the problem forth, and by next year, hopefully somebody will come up with an answer. Um, and that is the, that is the problem. Let, let me build it up. Um, but you know what? Let, in fact, let me, let me do it like this. Let me first answer that question, because they're, they're not really connected, these two things. I think the answer is, is pretty straightforward. Do you know why it doesn't bring from a answer? You've actually got enough information to be able to answer it. And that is because they're not similar. I mean, they're obviously not similar because otherwise Rav Sheshis has got a problem. There must be a difference between the two because otherwise... The backbone is more than a shidrite thing. That is more than the vineyard. It's the start. It's the start. It's more than that. The answer is that's Domino Baina, this is Domino Masaki, they're two different things. Never said here Domino Baina. Putting the backbone into, putting one of the, you know, the, the hips, uh, it's not hips, I mean thighs, right? One of the, not even thighs, what am I talking about? The ribs, right. Uh, putting the ribs into, right, one of the vertebrae back, there, that is, the one says, Mercy Kabaina. Now forget being the sucking individual, that's like bone, that's like building. It's like Lego block, right? So effectively, that's what you're doing. Whereas here, even though the mice, this thing it does sound like it's dislocated limbs, but it's definitely not seen as bone. Right? Until Rashi says that, that actually, I mean, Rashi uses the notion Evoro misparkin, normally we associate that, associate that with being dislocated. Rashi does see Mekun Chiburon. It does sound like we're talking about being dislocated, but it's, it doesn't seem it's in the same way as like literally a ball and a joint and things like that. And therefore, here we are not talking about anything which looks like bone. Here the issue is you're being masakin, you're just simply like repairing. Now, it could be that belongs to, under, comes under the malachal bone, it depends on what exactly the tekun is. But they're two different things. Our pictivism, 
is also has nothing to do with Baina. The person feels, you know, he's gouged himself, whatever it is, so he, he wants to vomit. He's not being Baina in any way. Why is that forbidden? Says Rav Nachman, ask people because of Mexica Mesakin. He brings from the case of a Pictivizen, because if he brought from the case of a Ma'atzivin, do you know what we would have said? Of course it's different. In the same way that the Gemara, I know Lippel Fisher says already made a Chilaf. When the Gemara says that be, to be malapith the child, swaddle the child, is most on Shabbos, the Gemara there, Kufmem Zayin, asks, what are you talking about? We learned to the Mishnah Imatzivin. The Gemara says, yeah, that's different because of Merci Kabayna. Right? Now, the Pufi Yeruka is also, whatever it's, it's obviously it's not Merci Kabayna. Now, the Simba understands it because, yeah, because you're not actually doing it, you're just swaddling. But there's, apparently, there's another difference, and that is when you actually put the, the, uh, the ribs back, that is much more of a, bin, of a binyan. Because you're building the very skeleton of the individual. That's building. Whereas just to be machali kevor of whatever this involves, that is not, is not domi lebeine. It's being a sucking individual so that his limbs work as they should do. You, I mean, as Abdul Lipufi, we find the Loshan used shleis akmuivor, they shouldn't be bent, he shouldn't be out, you know, that his, shouldn't be disfigured or anything like that. That's more being masakin the tsuras order. That's different. And therefore, it's got nothing to do with Eimat even. And therefore, we don't bring from there. Right? So, Ramatha says, yeah, but I've got a better ride than that. That's for the case of Eimat-Tivizen. That's got nothing to do with Baina. And yet, it's forbidden. Why? It's being masakin the, 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 the human being. To vomit, it makes him feel that that's being masakin. Well, then, in which case, so too, this Asubi Yanukha, same thing. That I think is is the the pshat. Rashi Rashi is effectively is Murami said the fact that he says the Domina Masaki and he keeps saying that. Um, that's what I would have suggested in terms of understanding Rashi. From look, looking at Rashi over here and looking at Rashi over there, comparing that seems to be to me that seems to be the reason, the answer for Rashi. But as I said, there's a much bigger problem over here, and that is the following. Tosus started off and said, okay. What's this case of Asuba Yanukka? It's not the case of Lipufa Yanukka, because otherwise you've got a steering. Rav Nachman himself says, you can't be Malapeth the child. Now, yeah? So Elamai, there must be different. Tosh says, where am I getting this from? So Rashi himself says this. Where is this? Well, if you turn to Rashi on Kufkat Teslam I think it should be in Nakamura still. Yeah? It's the last Rashi on the Perak. Well, when I say the Perak of the next Perak, right? The 18th Perak. So the Gemara there... He's been talking about, you know, when, when, when a child is born, all the various things they, they, they're, they're allowed to do, cutting the, the umbilical cord, all these sort of things, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Okay, for example, from Yechezkel. And the last thing we say in the parak is, on Kufchav Tesla Medbeis, literally the last words in the parak there are, brings from the possible of Achtel Chotalt, Mikam Shemalapifin Abrad B'Shabbos. Yeah, on Kufchav Tesla Medbeis, last Last line of the character. Nikan Shemalak fin Abrad Bashabas. You're allowed to do this lipuf the Vlad on Shabbos. So Rashi says there, what is Malapfin? Penultimate line of Rashi there. And Malyun Balaz. Anyone familiar with old French? That means this swaddling of sorts. Velafainu Asuvianukha, Dalmor and the Elder Perikalakadin. This can't be the case of Asuvianukha that we talked about in Perikalakadin. Doshamin on Ida Ramnachman, the Osar, because we've already learned that the Ramnachman says it's forbidden. Yeah, this is more like the things you do with bachagaris, with, with belts and, and bands and things like that, right? 
Because who's speaking over here? The Gemara says, it's Rav Nachman, Omar Abu Omar Rav. That's who's speaking in the Gemara. So Rav Nachman is the one who's saying, you can do Melachif and Avla Shabbos, and yet, over here on Kufnaf Gimel, he says, Asuvi Yenoko is forbidden. So it says Rashi, there must be two different things. Yeah? So now, I looked at the Rambam, And, you know, I, when looking at the Ramam, I thought, hey, hold on a second, we have a little bit of a, a seeming stira in the Ramam. If you look at the Ramam in Perak Base, Mehil Shabbos, Perak Base, Halacha Yodalit, the Ramam writes, Oisin Madura Lechayo, you're allowed to make a, a fire, turn on the heater for a woman who's giving birth, or just given birth, even in the summer, why? Because the cold is not good. Obviously, it's bad. In fact, for a woman who's just given birth, um, in cold climates, it's very bad for her. But if you just got somebody's stomach who's ill, you can't light a fire for them to heat them up. Right? That you can't do. Obviously, it depends on if it's that's different. Okay. Hik is dumb when it's stunning. A person who has Done, has had their blood let, done blood letting, then it's time it now feels cold. You can make him a fire. I feel a bit Kufas Thomas, even in Kufas Thomas. Come on, I think it's an Erevin. Fine. Thomas being the summer months. You can wash a child on Shabbos, on the day he's born, after they cut the the, uh, the umbilical cord, even hot water which has been heated up on Shabbos, no problem. Now hold on, it says, there you go, you can do the lepuf. Why? Because if you don't do all these things that I mentioned, says the Rambam, it's a sakona for him. Okay, the Rambam goes on a little bit more, fine. Yeah, note that? That's for a newborn you cut it before I've even got to the question. Okay. You ruined it. But, uh, okay, no, very good. In Perch HaFalaf, Halacha Lamadalaf there, the Ramam writes, You're not allowed to start pick the reason. You can't make yourself vomit on Shabbos. When is that? The sum, if you do it with actual medicine of sorts. Shema Yishaf Iksimon, because then we've got, a, we've got a worry. You may come to make your medicine on Shabbos, which is grinding. But just to put one's fingers down his mouth, that's the Gomorrah later on on Kufmem Zion, that's allowed. Fine. It's forbidden to push the, the stomach of the child um, in, order, in order to help the muscles work to empty out the, the bowels. Because that could also lead the person to decide to make something which will help with constipation. Can't do that. You're allowed to use uh, some sort of cupping, uh, you know, to raise the tabur on Shabbos, the nasal, um, nasal even. Um, that you're allowed to do on Shabbos because that obviously can't be done with medicine. Um, that does not mean to strangle a child, by the way, right? It means a child who is, um, has had a lapse what they call it, you know, the, uh, something in the back, I, I don't know if it's the, the epiglottis, whatever it is, has, has lap, you know, 
fallen back and therefore the child's having problems breathing, you're allowed to, they bought that, I think they actually, not, not literally hang the child, but it's to uh, stretch it and it basically sorts out the problem. So one's allowed to do that on Shabbos. Ulalape um, Fesakot, there you go, you can give Ulalape Fesakotom. And Ulalapis, what's nine baby, Abbe, Bechriya, these are Gemara's will come to us. Ulalapis, Uncle, Shekol Eidu Bechayetiba, and do you know why you're allowed to do these things? Because Eidu is in Oisam Besam 1. There's no good area come to make medicine on Shabbos, because you can't do these things with medicine. Kedei Lochesh Deshrika, such that we should be Cheshesh, but come to, to grind. Yishle Tamir. And it's, the person's got Tzar from them. So therefore, we can allow it. What's that got to do with it? But I thought the reason is because of Sarkoma. One of those was Malapi. Right? So what's going on here? So Mr. Freeman spotted the answer before I even asked the question, and that is... I did find, I mean, I'm not the first one to have noticed the problem. I don't know what the answer is, but I think the answer is Poshet. Yeah? And that was, he said over here, newborn, exactly. Right? After cutting the umbilical cord, that very child, literally means salting, but there's more to it than that. That's a sarcona. The day he's born is a sarcona. Fine, you don't even have to come on to anything else. Sarcona. Over here, we're talking about what's the loss show? Didn't say uh, What are we talking about here? Cotton. That's not it, exactly. Cotton, not blood. Cotton. That's not sarcoma. I mean, if it was sarcoma, none of this would have been. We wouldn't be talking about. Well, of course, it will be allowed. What well, are we worried about medicine? The territory. It's not. It's not. We allow it as long as there's no chashash come to make medicine. That's generally the halacha is that things which are seen more on the medical side, but you can't possibly do them with medicine, then what's on Shabbos? The things which you could do with medicine, you can't do that on Shabbos, because we're worried that a person will come to make the medicine. Fine. So, that's what the Raman says. Well, if that's the case, there's no stira to start with. There is some, one place you're saying there is a shine of sechikas among men, even with uh, vomiting, taking something. And then, uh, Rashi is saying there isn't. It's not, not an issue of Sikhas. Yeah, that's Rabbi Yochanan and this is Rabbi Nachman. They're two different, uh, right? Two different things. Now, if that's the case, I've got a very simple terence. Over here, or when I, when I say over here, what are we talking about? This lip of, what are we talking about? So the Roshan of the Gemara is, on Kuf, Cha, Tess, Omad Base. What are we talking about that? Mikan Shemalapathin, Havlad, Beshabas. Vlad is a child who's just been born. Constant expression, Noilad. And that's what the posse, you bring a posse, that's my child who's just been born. Here we're talking about Asuve Yonuka. Yonuka is a tinok, is a child. And in fact, the other places where it talks about Malapith, it's talking about a yunuka as it happens. Yeah, with, 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 on Kufchates, and when it talks about it on Kuf Memzain as well, that's all yunuka. Lipufi yunuka of the Shabbos. Rabbi Nachman would say it's also. So, there's a very simple khil. I could say Asuvi yunuka. There's no difference between Asuvi yunuka and Lipufi. They may be very similar, but not, there's no real difference. That's why I would have said according to the Rabbim, simple. But it just depends. Rabbi Nachman said it's allowed. 
That's with a blood. Right? Now, you'd say to me, okay, very good, well done. Give yourself a pat for that. You've looked at the Rambam. All right, Mr. Freeman noticed it. That's the answer. Okay, so you don't need to say what Rashi says. You can't argue. Rashi does say that. He does make that chiluk. He says, we've got a problem. Rav Nachman in one place says it's also. And over here on Kufchat Tesson and Beis, he's saying it's permitted. Must be Asuvi Yanuka and Lipufi are two different things. Right? That is what Rashi says. Oh, but from the Rambam, we've got a different chiluk. Simple. Yeah? Now, I'm making a whole thing of this because there's a major problem here. And that is... Look at Rashi on Kufmem Zayin on the base. I don't know if that's in there still. You've got Kufmem Zayin now. Do want to go that far? Go that Kuf Memzayin on the base. Right, right towards the bottom of the page. Yeah, has everyone got that? Yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah? Jonathan, you got it? Yeah, right at the bottom, right? So the, la- the last three lines. The Ema Atenes Akhaltan. So, Omar Abba Baba Khan, Omar Abba Yechon, only poofy, you know, Kabba Shabba Shabba Domi. To be malape if a child on Shabbos is swaddling, whatever it is, that's allowed. So, the Gemara asks for an antenna and ema atzin. So, you say, yeah, wholesome, the chumri shedra, the mechzika boina, because it looks like boina. So, Rashi says, the chumri shedra is where you put back the ribs. So, Rashi says, chulia shel shedra, this is talking about the ribs. Right, the vertebrae. One of them jumps out. Now says Rashi, This whole sugya is all talking about, that's what Rashi means, after a while. Not the day it's born. Because if we're talking about the day the child is born, we've said on Kufchav Tess, that's the possible which is, the Gemara is going through there on so Rashi notes there is a difference between Yom Leda and all other times. Right? So what's going on? Rashi himself makes this chiluk. Do you know what? I'll tell you a little secret. The Rosh on our sukya here says that's the chiluk. Not what Tosfa says. The Rosh, Tosfa Rosh, for that matter, the very chiluk we made from the Rambam, and that Rashi effectively is alluding to here on Kufnam Zion, the Rosh says, that's the chiluk. That's the difference between the two cases. Rav Nachman allows it with a newborn. He doesn't allow it, the discussion is not with a newborn. It makes a big enough commitment, by the way, because you may think, oh, well, this is all, it's not, this is very, very negel halacha. The Taz says, if you go with Tosfus, you're going to come out with one halacha. If you go with the Rosh, you come out with a completely different halacha. And this is going to be no gay. Although I don't think we, we have so much of this nowadays being born, you know, this lip off. But children are born with dislocated hips from the sounds of it. Sometimes they need surgery. But the, the Shida is, and in the, one of the medical sforum I've got at home, it talks about the Shida. 
can they on Shabbos, can they do certain things? And as it happens, I'll tell you ready ahead, and he says, no, you can't. My understanding is that when the baby is born, their, <clears throat> their bones are supple. They're not that rigid. Is true. Yeah. So therefore, if you remedy it at the very beginning, then it's a lot easier and without pain. As he says with the hips, this is um, this is a Nishma Sabro, right? Who's one of the two majors for him on, on medical medicine and halacha. He says it, it's it's perfectly fine. It can be it can be left for a, for a few weeks. It's no, not yeah, well, surgery. I'm I'm saying saying that, that that's the sort of case they normally have. It sounds like with the hips they have this uh, they have this problem. But can I ask? See, we're talking about the one in our Gemara. Uh, um, a cotton. So, what about an adult who's got a dislocated? Uh, whose 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 limbs come out come in in and out of joints and can do it themselves? We're saying right. they can't do it for a child. Does that mean somebody couldn't do it for themselves? So, I, 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 you're not you're not you're not putting it back where. If this moves, apparently these people who have joints that come out, yeah, freely will come in and out. So it's, it's like this: if there is a danger to the limb, there's no danger to the limb. I'm saying if if there is a danger to the limb, in other words, what, what we call sakana seva, then they definitely can put it back in. If not, then no, they can't necessarily. So it might happen automatically. I mean, it might. No, if it happens on its own, there's not there's not a problem. But the halacha is with sakana seva straight away. You can definitely put it. Darabonos, you can you can put it back in, no problem. But if it's if it's um, if it's anything less than that, you can get a goy to put it back in, right? For the person to put it back in themselves, I mean, it's not. We're not talking about the right? So I think because my understanding is with the ribs. I don't know. I should ask my daughter. She's a physio. Does all this sort of thing. But with the ribs, you can't do it yourself. But with the dislocations, you could. Correct. Correct. Yeah. With, 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 with children, it's fit. It's, it's very very. We have, we have one of our children had this the whole time. They, uh, you know the and um, officially, officially they they they, they term. I remember we had our solar member come round, and uh, officially he shouldn't have been doing this. He's not qualified to, but he says he's had it with his uh, with his his children, so he knows how to do. He tried, he couldn't do it, so he had to take it into A and E to do it, and they they put it back in. It's like it's not it's not particularly difficult to put back put back in, but the you can see here there is a. I mean, in fact, before before we, in fact, I tell you what, hold hold the thought because we, when we come through to Dalacha, we'll see that there is, it's not going to be particularly different for a child and an adult in terms of that, right? So we just have to see whether there is any isadravon or not. Except it's a lot easier to do it for a child who's a, less than a couple of weeks old Correct. than it would be for any other. Correct, because obviously it's easier to pull the limb to get it back in. Yeah. Um, so that, as I said, the Rosh over here, the Rosh says. He says, what's the, what's the chilu between the two cases? He says, after Asuchi Yunuka, he says, we paskin, uh, like Rav Sheshes. And he said, after bringing Rashi, he says, you have to say, Demayri, they were talking about Biyom Shani, we're not talking about on day one. Dehidu Biyom Aleidu, we're talking about the day it's born. Come on, Rav Nachman himself permits it later on. So the big, big question over here is, what's going on? Tosfos, quite correctly, is quoting Rashi on Kufchaf Tess, is saying that over here, 
we're talking about a case when it's more than just swaddling, you're doing it for your dime. You yourself are putting back the dislocated limb. Right? That's the chiluk. And Rav Sheshes allows it, Rav Nachman says it's forbidden. Since we pass Kanat Rav Sheshes, you'd be allowed to put the dislocated limb back. So there would be the answer to your question. According to that, there'd be nothing wrong with putting back a dislocated limb. Even though you're doing it for your dime, as long as it's not the, the ribs, it seems that would be perfectly permissible. Right? You're about to see the difference now, right? Whereas, you look at Rashi and Kufman Zayin, he, he doesn't say outright that it would come to answer the, this question, but the Rosh says, that is from the Ramah, you can definitely see that's Pshat. No, that's not the difference. The difference is whether it's Biyom Leidah or whether it's not Biyom Leidah. If it's on the day it's born, the Ramah says, it's a Sakana. That's why Rachman allows it. When it's not a Sakana, then we've got a Makhlech, from Rachman and Rav Sheshes. Right? I.e. day two and onwards. Right? But in which case, it would come out, if you go with that Peshat, if you go with that Peshat, i.e. the Rosh, as opposed to, that it makes no difference. Let me, let me go, yeah, sorry. Let me start, start again. Start again. I said, I said it the wrong way around there. If you go with what Tosfus says, and what Rosh himself says on Kuf Khatez, that the Chiluk is, whether you're doing it beyond dying, or you're not doing it beyond dying, whether you're doing it with your hands or whether you're just wrapping the child. So then I would say to you like this. If you're wrapping the child, well, that, that, that obviously no, no one's, definitely that's all right. But to put it back to your dying, that's a machalik Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes. Yeah? But you can't get out of the fact that Rav Nachman, that sugi on Kuch Hathes, is talking about later. So in which case, you'd have to say that our case is also talking about B.M. later. So even if we pass it at Rav Sheshes, you can put back a dislocated limb, that's only B.M. later. You've got no raya to allow somebody to put back a dislocated limb, even according to Rav Sheshes, if it's not being made. You've got no raya to that. Logic would dictate, well, what difference? If it's not being misdacking the person, it's not being misdacking the person. Shouldn't be any, any difference. But a Misa, if you're saying the two sukkahs are talking about the same thing, that whole sukkah is based on a post talking about BM later. So you'd have no raya to allow putting back dislocated limbs if it's not BM later. So in which case, no, you wouldn't be able to put back a dislocated limb even if we pass on the of Sheshas. However, if you go like the Rosh, and what's Mavur in Rashi, and the Ramam, etc., yeah, then we'd say, no. If it's Biyom Leidah, then everyone agrees, because that's the Sakana. Here we're discussing, putting back dislocated limbs, even your dying, Taka Reb Nachman says that's forbidden. But we don't pass on Reb Nachman, we pass on Reb Sheshas. And the Ramam says over there, well, what's the problem? Oh, what's the problem? Because you may come to make medicine? No problem, because you can't do these things with medicine. So in which case you're allowed to put back dislocated limbs. Lavdaf could be him later. So then it should be allowed. So potentially we should have an Afghamina, even as you said for adults, this should be a big Afghamina. Now as I said, if there's any danger to the limbs or anything like that, obviously the Halakha straight away and becomes like the Ram talking about Sakana, even Sakana save is enough to, and to get a goy to do it would be perfectly permissible, because we're definitely not talking about Zerah Okay? So, if there are bonons, you're allowed to ask a goy to do it, but Mokim Tsar, it's very painful, understandably, it's Shurus to Shurus for Mokim Tsar, there's nothing to talk about, of course it's permitted. Yeah? But the Shaylis could a, a God, a, could a, could a Yid do it, to do a Dera 
that's not so poshut. There are instances a person can, but so, as I said, I think Rabbi Kivega does ask the question that if you look at Rashi, I didn't, you see it's not Akkub Memzayim, but Rabbi Kivega in Gideon Ashas and Kuvchat Tesem Abbas, he leaves it Tzorachia. He refers you to, to Shubh of the Admas HaGedish, I haven't looked up yet. I want to try and work on this a little bit, see if we can come up with an answer. I haven't followed. Why do you think this Chiluk, that one place, one, one place is to be a dime, the other is no, it's not. This is Biodine. Okay, so over here, Rashi, Rashi, Lahachlik Seide Ivorov, we're not talking about with, uh, with garments. It's not Biodine. Rashi says, Machnison, he is being Machnus them in the Makom Chibur. He himself is putting them back into, the, into, the, into their joints. Huh? Well, it's, it's Mavor from Rashi. That is Mavor from Rashi. Rashi. Rashi says later on that the difference between the two is over there the Pufi is commercial. It's in the Chagorit, you can see it. He doesn't say it, doesn't spell it, spell it out for you what, what exactly you're doing here, Biodine, but that's quite clear. And that, that's the way everyone takes on in Rashi. So we have this seeming, the difficulty is really, okay, fine, you could say, fine, the Ram has got his shitter. Even if you say the Rosh has got his understanding of Rashi, but the problem is Rashi says the Kufchat test says like Tosus. Kufmem Zion, he seems to be Marami's to to different thing. That's the that, that's the problem we have over here. Rabbi Kiege does on Kufmem Zion, by the way, he does note the the, the issue that that uh, Dr. Feilich raised, and that is that over there the Gemara seems to say that our pick the reason is to do with Rafua. Here, not so. But as I said, I think that there is a difference between the two different sugars. I mean, that's. Yeah, this is Rav Nachman speaking. That's the halacha. We don't pass on Rav Nachman anyway. There's different understandings. And yes, there would be a difference. Beyond dying would be an afkamina. If it's to do with being misak in Gavra, Rav Nachman probably wouldn't allow you to do it even with, with your, with your hands to make a person vomit. But since we pass in, there's no issue of misakin. We pass in Rav Sheshas. So what's Peshat in the case of Allah? You don't even have to come onto this and go, Urchein Lav It's to do with Rafur purposes. And therefore it depends on whether you're doing a Beyond dying or not Beyond dying. Okay? There's more about that as when we get to the sugya about our pig division, but that's the problem. I'll leave you to think about with with that Rashi. See if we can come up with anything. As we've seen, there would seem to be an afkamin al halacha. Okay, that's something we we'll have to work through with the, with the child, especially. It gets a little bit, a little bit confusing. But from here, Bezaz Hashem, we'll also see. We'll branch out a little bit, Bezaz Hashem, next time into the Rabbi Nachmanel. Who learns the whole thing is to do with making a person vomit on Shabbos. It's actually a real, whatever you call this, lapster thing. He learns that's what we're talking about here. It's where the, the, the tongue, normally it's a tongue which sort of uh, goes back. That's what we're talking about here. And the problem is when you reach down to pull it forward, you will make the child vomit. Okay? And the Roshonim don't like this Shabbos because they say, it's Dovah Shem is coming. So there's a very, there's a Ritzvah here. If you want to take a look at it, there's a Ritzvah. We'll look at it. This Ritzvah is unbelievable because I've, I've, I think there's about four different Yusodas, major, big, really Yusodas, big, big Yusodas in this Ritzvah, about Psikresha, Dolay possibly in Durabonons. What is the definition of Psikresha? Because he says, yeah, since it happens the majority of the time, that's already called Psikresha. The point you raised yesterday, we, I think we can also learn, learn from it about taking out splinters on Shabbos. If it's definitely going to make it bleed, the Machalikas, I think from the Ritzvah, there's a Raya, and there was a fourth you said as well. But as Hashem, next, next year we'll have a look at that Ritzvah.